Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That feeling when you have too many bank accounts and transfer fees and you really just need to stop the insanity. <laughs> I wake up at 4 a.m. now, Sarah, and it's great because I can do things like watch spiders crawl across the wall and listen to my dog snore and other exciting things that make it all worth it. Oh, love a good morning. Heads up, everybody. Getting a last-minute passport ain't what it used to be, a.k.a. FML. <laughs> Also heads up, my web searches consist of dogs, shower tile, and comfy jumpsuits. So go ahead and spy, big brother. I have nothing to hide. I like all your purchases. Have such a good day. Episode one. <laughs> hey, Sarah, it's not episode six six six. It doesn't no. sound like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's episode one hundred sixty. I feel like it's a milestone of some kind. I, do. I don't know. It's a, I feel it's, like a, it's a number that you know you can divisible by three. <laughs> yeah, and it's a nice. It rolls off the tongue. I feel like one fifty nine, one fifty eight, one fifty seven. It's like it's just like a slow crawl. It to was something chaos. Interesting. It was. Now it, we're kind I of felt, back. 
we're back on track. <laughs> I really felt kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like I needed to purge or something. Like this feels good. 160, I'm feeling like, yeah, milestone. I know we've sort of touched on this in the past because we've touched on pretty much everything at this point, uh, 160 episodes into our little show of ours. But uh, there, there's something about, even when it comes to my age, you know, mm -hmm. when I was 39, I was like, I don't know, who even cares? Yeah. 40 was like, it's oh, so that, true. this is a milestone age. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know. We just like round <laughs> numbers. They just say that. They just say, because it's like the over the hill thing. But yeah, there's always, it is so true though, because it, it does make a difference. Because I always thought it was just kind of, kind of bullshit, but it isn't. I don't think it is. Well, what we're also, I don't know. Sometimes late at night, I think about these things too much. At 4 a.m.? Like, you know, yeah, 4 a.m. sometimes, unfortunately, that does happen to me as well. But I, you know, I think about like, yeah, why do certain numbers resonate with people more than others? Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, I don't know, it has a lot to do with like being in math in school and rounding up to certain things. And, you know, the number 38, eh, I mean, maybe it means something to you, but 30 or even 35. Yeah, well, 40 it's, it's mean more thing. things like, you know, you're I don't know when I was in sports, like I would I, I didn't care that much. But like I did kind of care when I got a cool number. But when I didn't get a cool number on my on my jersey, you know, when it was a number that I just didn't like connect with, it was always like you weren't Aw. allowed to choose it. I don't really remember. Actually, <laughs> I don't I mean, that was such a long time ago. I don't remember how that worked. But I think that you could give it back you could be like do you like this number or you could like request I mean I don't think they were like being hard it wasn't asses that about big it deal. I mean, yeah, yeah right. I mean we were kids but if you're tuning in for the first time it's yes. a friendly Hello. reminder that this is the show that unpacks the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment I'm Heather and that's Sarah over there Hi, on the other everybody. side and we're buds yeah. and we're colleagues and we've known each other for a long time we've got a lot of history long lots to talk time. about long ass time girl I mean we're going on 25 years oh my god it's, it's like been more than decades. 20. wow it's dude. been more than 20. so it's, it's really dating us girlfriend yeah well you know it's 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 a lovely thing um, it's a lovely thing and and not only are you and i in this together sarah we are in this all together all y'all out there listening we just want to have an hour of fun with y'all and we look forward to this every week so thank you for joining us. Indeed. And real quick, before we get into this shizzo of ours, uh, <laughs> I, I occasionally get, because um, I do a bunch of different podcasts. I produce them, you know, whether I'm a host like this show or I'm behind the scenes, which I do on certain other shows, you know, I'm always kind of trying to figure out how best to, to at least take a look at the analytics. Where mm -hmm. are people coming from? You know, how have they discovered us? You know, Heather and I occasionally will say, hey, if you love the show, give us a nice iTunes review. That would mm -hmm. be super great, even if you don't use iTunes. Um, it really it helps. Is, it's definitely, a, yeah, a way to kind of elevate us uh, because there are a lot of podcasts to choose from. But yep. if you if you feel like it, hide, have such a good day com would be a great way to just let us know, like, where did you discover us? Mm -hmm. How do you listen to us? What's your podcatcher of choice? You know, because all that stuff is really personal and you do have a lot of choice and it would be kind of, even if for no other reason than we just know, it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It is really cool. I love analytics. I think it's fascinating. And I I always get excited when I, I see that, yeah, I don't know, there's a spike somewhere in New Zealand. We're getting a lot of listeners in New Zealand or Sweden or, yeah, it, it's a very cool thing to know. And, and how, yeah, how did you hear from a friend? Did you just sort of come across it in a search? Yeah, very yeah. curious. So yeah. let us know, please. We beg you. <laughs> I feel like we could probably be better as far as search results go. Yeah. But what do I know? Uh, you, yeah. you tell us. So thank you in advance for doing that. 100%. Well, um, something I do not want to thank in advance, Heather, is the U.S. Passport Agency. And I'll tell you why. How do you do the opposite of thanking in advance? What is the opposite? Like, Meaning I'll never thank you. Meaning, <laughs> you in advance. Meaning I don't like you very much. Yeah. And, you know, my world has ground to a halt. And I won't thank you in the future. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of thanking you in advance is never thank thanking you. you in the future. So <laughs> never. So uh, so a little backstory uh, for 
for um, another show that I do, um, I have the opportunity, um, and it sounds pretty cool. It's a, it's a paid gig, you know, so it's not just like some free ride or anything, but a paid gig to go to Amsterdam for a conference. And uh, that conference is kind of the equivalent of NAB. If you're mm -hmm. familiar with NAB in the US, mm -hmm. it's, you know, broadcasters, you know, a kind of whether you've got equipment or whether you're a broadcaster looking for, you know, new ways to, to do your stuff, all of, all, all of that. And, um, you know, this kind of came about uh, somewhat recently, meaning that I would be traveling. Um, and don't worry, like, I'll figure out all the show stuff, you know, we won't leave you hanging. You know, this is just, you know, that's, you that's, not, that's, Sarah. that's step two. Step <laughs> one is, okay, what, when would I need to go? Cause I haven't traveled internationally, uh, since pre COVID. Yeah. In fact, like pre COVID, like, and a year before that, mm -hmm. and my passports expired and I knew that it was my passport mm -hmm. expired at the end of 2020. I knew that, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I would joke with people like, if my passport was like near expiration in any normal year, I'd freak out, you know, mm -hmm. or, or I, totally. I would handle it is what I would do, you know, but if it, you know, for any reason lapsed, I would feel like really freaked out. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, be free to be me because I like going abroad uh, mm -hmm. to various places. But I mean, <laughs> October 2020 rolls around and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'll get on that eventually. Well, almost two years later, <laughs> still expired. Um, and it just wasn't a thing. But I knew it would be. I knew it would be. And the last time that I had to expedite a expired passport um, was, I remember this well, it was at the end of t 2009. And I... Um, my passport had just expired. I don't, I don't know whenever I got it, you know, when I was a kid basically. And a friend was like, let's go to Paris. And I kind of could cobble that trip together in every other way, except the passport thing. Mm -hmm. And at the time I lived in San Francisco. So I go down to the passport office. I don't remember if I made an appointment or not. I, I don't remember, but it was a whole shit show. And, you know, I kind of go up to the window and I'm like, I need to leave in like three days. And they were like, well, that's crazy. And I'm like, I know, what, what can you do for me? And they were like, pay us this much and you're fine. More or less. I mean, there was more to it. Sure. It was a hassle, but it was like, it was possible. Yeah, you could get it done. You could get it done. Well, I think uh, in a post COVID, well, we're not post, but you know what I mean? World that we're in mm -hmm. um, and just travel being just a bottleneck of, epic proportions for everybody, mm -hmm. you know, no matter where they're going. A friend of mine who happens to live in Amsterdam, um, you know, where I was like, yeah, I, I think I might be coming to Amsterdam. Like, I mean, I'm kind of going to be working, but I would love to see you. And she's like, you know, it, and I mentioned the passport thing and she was like, oh, Sarah, you better get on that. Like I heard it's like backlogged eight weeks. Mm. And I was like, uh, well, that's not going to work. I mean, hmm. no, it's not going to work. So anyway, if anybody has been through this, again, I'm an American citizen, so your mileage may vary, but I have, I think I've figured out there's like a few things you can do when you're like, hey, uh, I don't have processing, like, because I have a passport. It's not like I lost it or anything. It just mm -hmm. expired. So really what you do is in normal world, you mail it in and they send it back to you, you know, and it's updated and you're good to go. You don't even have to change your photo. Mm -hmm. But when you need something expedited, then you have a couple other options. Mailing it in, not going to work. You're never going to get it back in time. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not getting on your trip. And then there's expedited, which is like 5 to 7 weeks, so they say at the passport agency's website where I'm like mm -hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm looking for more like three days. <laughs> and then you have, uh, you have a, you know, like death, uh, certificate kind of like I can fly like immediately, which is not my situation. So mm. I wouldn't do that. But then there's like this other gray area of it's emergency travel that, you know, you could argue for work is part of your mm -hmm. livelihood. Sure. And they have to kind of, you know, put you at the front Prioritize of the line, you, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. 
but it's like nobody died and they don't really have to grant you this no you're just asking nicely kind of thing so do you, you know how do you ask you just you you well, write an you, email or you call them yeah you call the passport office you go through a very strange phone tree um of which <laughs> i have gone through i don't know 10 to 15 times you know half the time it like hangs up on me it's like goodbye and i'm like what oh, i was on forced. hold yeah, and then you get an appointment, and then you go in. You gotta have forms. They have like nothing on your phone, no screenshots. Everything has to be like in black ink. And you know me, I don't yep. even have pens. So I'm like, <laughs> I guess I need to like buy a black ink pen. Oh, fine. Where do you do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> At the pen store. Uh, and so, and that has to be within 14 days of travel, or they're just gonna be like, well, you're not emergency yet. Yeah. So if I'm like, but I mean, I still feel like it's an emergency and it's like 21 days away. They're like, no, I'll come back in seven days. And that's wow. at the consulate in San Francisco, which that's is not actually around the risky. corner for me. Yeah. It's I like, know. I know. Wow. I so, know. and it's no guarantee, right? Like, it's not like you get an absolute seal of guarantee that you are going to get it and be able to go on the trip. I mean, do you no, have to wait? but from what I have, I've been down, I mean, every subreddit hole of passport mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. i have done uh because you know i you know i stress about these things and it sounds like i mean unless i was just you know i don't know effing off and being like nah you know i want to go on vacation and you know expedite my passport you know you know put me in the 14-day category mm -hmm. they'd just be like no but if you have um you know, proof of employment, proof that your employment, you know, is is being requested by, you know, somebody over on the other side and you have to be there in order to get paid. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So pray for me, Internet. Pray for moi. So you're basically you, you put it in your calendar that you have to go to San Francisco to the consulate like that day, the 14 days back from when you would leave. And that's like your only do you have to like wait in line or something or do you have an appointment? No, you have to make an appointment, but I mean, well, there's probably good. a line too of other people who have made appointments. I mean, I, I don't remember this ever being all that seamless before, but it also has been, you know, more than a decade. Um, well, more than a decade, almost a decade. I don't know. Math is hard. <laughs> it's but, about a decade. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a while. My, mm. my life has gone through many twists and turns since the last mm. time I was mm. at a passport office. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... It's I just think you're gonna that, make it happen. It's just right. I, I'm I'm actually not that worried about it. Um, and maybe I'm uh, I would say an eternal optimist. I'm not about everything, but I am about certain things where like mm -hmm. I can just make this happen. Yeah. And I think it'll be fine, but it's gonna be a hassle. And mm -hmm. you know, it's hundred percent my fault for not just saying back in February, oh, let me just send my passport in so that the mm -hmm. next time I do travel internationally, it won't be an issue, but I just didn't think up. about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. My boyfriend's in the same boat. I'm like trying to get, he's always so busy and on deadline and it's on his list to get his passport renewed, even though we don't have a trip coming up, but we, I want to do something in December and I'm like, you got to get on it. Like you just, it's going to take a while, especially being in the sticks like we are, you know, he may have to go to like a bigger city. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of stressful because I, I had that happen to me when we were in LA, like the, I don't know, whatever it was five years ago. And so like, I think mine's good. I think mine's, I'm like five years into my new passport, but I remember I went to Mexico city for some work thing and it was, yeah, I didn't even know it was expired. It was a total news to me. I had traveled not that long. It was like one of those things where I had been traveling a lot and then just didn't notice that it expired over like the course of a couple months. And, and yeah, I had to rush it. And I, yeah, I remember like you were saying earlier, it was like a three day expedited, had to rush over to like a, na a particular neighborhood and pay a ton of money and I got it done. But like, yeah, now, you know, the world has turned upside down. So um well listen you know it being mid-august and you wanting to travel in how even if it was december 1st like you got time 
Like yeah. you can mail that thing in and not even go anywhere and sit pretty until probably. Then. Yeah, no, you're right. You yeah, know, you're right. probably you know, give yourself yeah. eight weeks. It's yeah. still like you know, you're getting down to the wire a tiny bit, but like you're 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 in good shape. Yeah. I unfortunately I'm not, but you know I'm also a person who has missed a lot of flights at the airport. Mm -hmm. um, I run late, and I know that that is a pet peeve of many. I don't run late for everything. There are certain things I will never be late for. And I don't, I, I, I would never say like, well, it's because those things are more important than the other things that I am late for. But I just, I have a mental illness sometimes where I'm like, <laughs> okay, I have to be there at 1 p.m. I'll get going at 12.45. But then I like really get going at 12.55. That is so, see, to me, that is so stressful. That's like the ultimate heart racing stress. My friend Melissa is the same way. You know, Melissa, you guys should travel together and then <laughs> not catch your flight um, and hang out in the airport, <laughs> airport bar. But no, I, I'm, I'm like pretty organized person. I mean, I, I almost missed a flight because I was hungover one time leaving Boston. That was pretty sketchy. But for the most part, I you always know how many flights tell I've myself from being hungover. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> I've lived a long All life. Right, we're we're going to talk after the show, and you're going to you're going <laughs> to reveal this number to me. I won't tell anybody. Deep vault. But uh, but yeah, I I just I think for me, because I am flying out tomorrow, and I always try to way ahead of time because there's always so much crap you have to do leading up to a trip, no matter where you're going, even if you're going, totally. uh, you know, interstate. But um, I, you know, my mind will get, yeah, a flurry of so many de details that I always go, okay, check into my flight. I have to be at the airport at noon. And so I'll just, I'll know that as a marker in my head and it, it helps me to, yeah, it's like my focus. It's just like, I'm focused on that number. But if not, if I don't like plan it in advance in my brain, yeah, I'll just, I'll show up late. Um, it, it, it's hard. I, I don't even know how people sometimes, cause I feel like a pretty organized person, but I totally get it. It is hard. It is hard to stay on the mark with everything. There's a lot going on, especially in our modern high tech lives. And, you know, we're, we're juggling a lot. We're juggling a lot. I mean, I see all my friends, I mean, jet set setting around managing, you know, families and jobs and all the things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's easy to forget. I mean, your brain can only handle so much. So I don't knock you for missing flights, Sarah, but um, I would make you on time if we traveled together. Yeah, and I think every time we have traveled together, it's been fine. And, you know, I don't yeah. want to sound like I'm just some, like, deadbeat person who, like, doesn't understand, like, <laughs> clocks. It's you just deadbeat. that it's just, it's just, it. it's not even about catching a flight. It's like, there are just certain things where I go, okay, here's how much time I have. Maybe I'm even within walking distance of this place near my house where I'm meeting a mm -hmm. friend for lunch or it could be anything, mm -hmm. you know, and I know what it takes and I don't always get it right. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, even the last time I flew back from Los Angeles and I went from one kind of you know, regional airport to another. So there were very small airports. I ended up in the wrong terminal at the Burbank airport. And there's only two terminals. It's a very small airport. <laughs> right, right. And it wasn't my fault. Luckily, they're right next to each other. So you weren't I far. It, it actually said, <laughs> I was told someone looked at my ticket and sent me into a, t a TSA line um, that was for the wrong terminal. And so I get to the terminal and I'm glad I had like a little bit of padding because I had to really hightail it to the other side. Even though it's a small airport, you still have to go through the TSA line again. And those are the right, kinds right. of things that happen um, or like a connection and you realize it always, always your, your um, gate is on the absolute opposite end of the airport it's and the you last have to walk one. for like it an hour is. that's Murphy's yeah. law and then you're hungry and then like you have to stop and use the bathroom but you have no time that that's the kind of stuff that I hate when I'm under the gun like I just don't want to feel that heart racing adrenaline so I always make sure that I, I map it out now I don't um, know if I ever told you the story, my Burbank airport story, Heather. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I feel like I must have because we've mm -hmm. been doing the show longer than that, you know, before that story occurred. <laughs> so one day uh, I was living in L.A. I had to fly up to San Francisco to do some work, some podcast stuff. You know, so I've got a bunch of podcast gear. You know, it's 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 
it's a big sort of I, I'm rig. starting to sound familiar. Yeah, continue. Yeah, Mike's in, you, you, you've seen my rig. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's always kind of like, ah, oh, going through TSA is a whole thing, because they're like, oh, mm -hmm. are these weapons? Let's look at everything, you know? And you know, it's like, oh, God. Um, and podcast um, was kind of foreign to people back then, too. I mean, still is. Um, yeah. I haven't actually had to travel with this particular rig for, well, anyway. I lived not that far from Burbank Airport at the time, and it was easy breezy, you know, mm -hmm. like, sure, I have to be on the freeway for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. then I park, then I just walk into my terminal and I get on my flight, all good, except <laughs> this day, this particular day, as I'm, as I'm walking into whatever terminal it was, it was either A or B or, you know, whatever, I'm like, God, there's like a lot of people in here. What is this line for TSA? What is happening? So I finally asked somebody and they go, yeah, all the TSA machines are broken. That's right. I do remember this. <laughs> so, and I think like, you had a lead up, like your week leading up to that was like a total shit It was a mess. Too. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, okay. Um, and so, you know, I eventually, you know, long story short, it was the clusterous of clusters. I was extremely late to my appointment in San Francisco. I mean, obviously, because the flight didn't take off, but like the flight actually waited for a lot of us because what's it going to do? Just like leave with no passengers. We were all behind TSA. Mm -hmm. But their whole thing was, okay, well, everybody just has to get like physically padded down and all of your luggage has to be checked. And I was like, uh-huh, you're not checking my luggage. This is like <laughs> precious cargo. Like, no way. You know, yeah. I'm going to get on the other side and it's all going to be broken because you like threw it in the back of a plane. Totally. You know, like I keep this stuff with me. Did they let you keep it? They did, but it was quite a process. Yeah. Quite a process. No, this is like not a thing that happened. I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced this. It was... It was mayhem. People were I almost so mad. Guarantee. I, I would bet money that if if any of you out there dig into an earlier episode, I mean that'd be a lot of work. You'd have to really find where we're talking about. But I'm pretty <laughs> pretty darn like, sure we talked this about like this. Twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah. So it would be in maybe twenty eighteen. It was. It's. Yeah. It's. I don't even know what. It was. It was actually in my be. mental vault. Thank you for the reminder, Heather. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I would bet money. I'd bet mm. money. I don't know how much, but. It was one of the worst airport experiences I've ever had. And that is saying something because Burbank Airport, it's all other peasy. times, it's it's a dream. It's yeah, a traveler's it dream. This was just one of those like fluke things that happened on the day I was traveling. Those flukes, they happen. And you know, I, I don't think I'd be going to LA as much as I do if I had to go to LAX. Like I just wouldn't. It just, it makes it so much nicer to just go from regional airport to regional airport. And yeah, I just, I just don't think that, I don't think I would do it. But speaking of travel, um, yes. you know, <laughs> well, I am leaving on a plane tomorrow and I'm just going to Los Angeles, but um, you know, that's, you know how like you get a song stuck in your head, like when, you know, you go to the beach with, without, and you, you had the tide is high song and well, yeah, <laughs> I woke up at four in the morning singing, should I stay or should I go by the clash? Because the last few days, it's been a really strange lead up to my next trip. And I know we, you know, Sarah and I have maybe belabored a little bit of this, like, you know, sort of post pandemic travel anxiety thing. Maybe it has something to do with we've gotten comfortable. Uh, you know, maybe we're, you know, in our forties and, and we're just stuck in our routines and I don't know, there's a, there's a bunch of factors, but it yeah. has been strange because, you know, I, I, uh, you know, a few months back, and I probably mentioned this on the show, that I really wanted to be proactive about getting a plane ticket in, in advance and being, you know, having stuff on the calendar that I can kind of plan out and, and get out um, of where I live and go do something else and have an experience. So now, <laughs> the last like few days, I've been wondering if it was such a good idea because this trip has been, oh, I keep forgetting that I'm, I, I planned this. And it was sort of based around a friend of mine who... Um, lives in southern France and she's here in LA for like a few weeks and there's going to be a little party for her a little soiree nice. and I fun yeah super fun my friend Asya and I know her yes. she you Hi, do Asya. and you'll you'll you would know a lot of people at this party but um so I was like okay well that's yeah, a thanks good for the invite reason. Heather yeah it's a base no, 
come with, but can you make it to the airport on time? <laughs> the answer is probably no. Yeah, probably yes, not. Have but fun like, though. just take thank photos. You. It'll thank you. Thank you. I will. And and also, I one of my really good friends um, got a really super cute border collie puppy, and I want to meet that little puppy. I mean, oh, I saw a photo or two. Yeah, Abby's Abby's Petey. His name is Petey. He's so cute, and I'm so excited I like, to meet him. I like I I like the fact that like maybe you know his government name is Peter, but he goes by Petey. <laughs> you know, because yeah. because he's just too cute. Or maybe he's just a Petey on his birth certificate because he's just too damn cute. Or maybe yeah, it's like you know it's like Otis and Odie. You know. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, but anyway, Charles I digress. and Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> of course, char chars, all the things. Yeah, okay, so, so all right, so you're going down there and going down there it's for a be... week. And well, it was funny because I I've been bitching about like the kind of foggest thing like in last episode because there's you know we have a lot of like marine layer up here because we're right on the ocean, but it's gorgeous. I mean, like I said, we live on a gorgeous like hunk of earth, but you know a lot of the marine layer isn't burning off until like three o'clock. So. Mm -hmm. I'm, I guess I'm more used to sort of an 11 a.m. burn off, but it's like foggy until three. And then we get these miraculous afternoon, evening sunsets and it's awesome. And they're, they're so miraculous that it's like, I don't want to miss out on any of it, especially yeah, when it gets sunny here, it's just really magical. So I was, yeah, I was like, leave. no, I don't want to leave. And so it's not just that. Um, but I, I'll like look at the, you know, you obsessively kind of look at the weather of where you're going and then where you're staying and you're like, oh man, I'm missing such great weather. You know, of course I am Murphy's law, damn it. And, um, so I've been kind of monitoring because I'm like, why did I choose to go to Los Angeles in August? Like the hottest month of the year it's in the nineties. I I don't need nineties weather that that's a little much, but yeah, well, I, welcome to my life. Yeah. I mean, I, I was sort of like sweat city can't control the weather. The weather's a jerk, you know, just let it go, you know, but I was like, oh, but it's so nice up here right now. Anyway, it's not just that I do. Uh, it's been a crazy manic summer with the business, just with work, with projects. There's just a lot going on. Um, and I feel a little guilty about leaving. Um, and you know, kind of leaving, not, I'm not leaving anything in the lurch. I just have a lot to do that I probably won't be able to accomplish accomplish while I'm down there. So there's just a lot of uh, factors that are going into feeling nervous about leaving. Um, I, I kind of finally today came to terms with it and I'm actually really excited. And part of it was because I just nailed a um, sought after reservation at a restaurant that I wanna go to with my friend Alexandra. And it was a wait list kind of thing and it popped up and we got in and I'm really oh, pumped Heather, now. Heather's back. <laughs> Heather's back. I'm back, baby. No, I'm excited. <laughs> and not just that. I'm, I literally like, I planned a zillion things like I do. I just, this is something I need to work on because I, you know, I used to have a very busy social life and I have a lot of friends and I have a lot going on, but it's like, I'm more, I'm, I'm deep in, entrenched into, in work. You know, I don't have as much of a social life here unless people visit me or I go travel, which is great because then I can kind of carve out the time and then mm -hmm. I'm like not lonely and not desperate when I'm at home. And you are so, definitely a person who thrives on a, a full calendar though. I would say I that know, about you. I do. Like, and, and I don't, I don't mean that in any bad way. I, I feel like socially it's like you're always down for everything, but sometimes you've told me about like here's my weekend stack and I'm like oh yeah so I'm just gonna oh, be no, like it's too much. eating cookies in my underwear and not leaving the house <laughs> see I see I think I'm changing that's my point is that I think I'm getting to the point where you know it's like I'm at it's like one big activity for the day or the night but not both kind of thing and sure I yeah. think that my energies depending on the day I, I stack myself like as if I was like in my 20s or 30s and had endless energy and could stay up super late. Um, but I also have like lunches with potential like consulting projects and stuff. Like I have some work stuff. So it's kind of a write offable trip. Um, and, but I tend to do this because people will get catch wind that I'm coming down. And it's like I make promises like I've got to see these people. I haven't seen them in years. And I mean, I just, I got a lot of friends, Sarah. I mean, you start racking them up as you get to be, you know, yeah. you, there's just people I, mean, I worked with and people. It, it's a good problem to have. It's a great <laughs> Rather problem. Rather than like, I'm, I'm 
why doesn't anyone like me? You know, no. like and you're, I'm, you know, I'm, you, you have a lot of friends and that's great. It is great. And I'm really feeling lucky. And I, but I mean, there's only so many meals and cups of coffee you can have during a day. So I'm like literally like breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee, uh, you know, late night. And my, it's like, sometimes I wonder if my brain isn't connected to my body in the sense that I'll make all these plans and then like drop them in my phone. And then I start looking at my days and I'm like, wait, how am I going to get from there to there and do like, can you even handle this? Like the social energy, you know? And, and so mm -hmm. I know that once I'm, I'm there, I will be pumped. It'll all be worth it. It'll be so great. Um, but I can't help but think that maybe part of it is still that residual pandemic thing where we're, we're entrenched in our routines and we don't feel as nomadic, you know, and it's like sort of a, it's like getting on a bike again and just, you know, I'm kind of training yourself back into just kind of being in the moment and hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I often, you know, where I am, it's kind of not, uh, you know, dissimilar to where, where you are, Heather. It's yeah, like, it's true. I'm near things, but I kind of have to get in my car and drive to almost everything. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not even that far of a drive, but like, it's not, it's not like being in a neighborhood with sidewalks, you know, where you just sort of like go like, let's take a stroll and, yeah, you know, totally. pop into, you know, this cute place on the way or, you know, whatever. Like, no, I haven't done that in a while. And I miss it a lot. I um, know. And LA is like the greatest place for that ever. So It is, you know. but if you ever go anywhere, like it is like a half an hour. Like I feel like if you were actually to leave your neighborhood, um, you know, even to go I just to never a, did. Yeah, I know you never did. Exactly. Exactly. I was just like, I'm in Venice. You come visit. Yeah. No, it's true. You kind of have to do that. I mean, it gets, and that's the other thing is like LA is really spread out. I do have appointments kind of all over the city and I'm like, oh, I'm not renting a car, which, you know, you do the math and it's like, you know, I will end up spending money on Ubers, but it'll probably be cheaper than having a car and like less stressful, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, no especially no parking? Oh, yeah, parking I mean, and just, just like everywhere's valet. That is yeah. worth the premium. I agree. You just, like, I agree. When everyone's like, well, what's the parking lot? You're like, I don't know. Who cares? I just yeah, and get the, dropped off in front. Exactly. And the thing is, I'm, I'm, I stay in the hills, so I'm kind of up there. So, and you can, I can actually walk down about 10, 15 minutes to like a cafe if I want to or a grocery store. So I'm not like that deep. But it's still not super convenient, you know, like I can't, it's not like living where we were in Echo Park where I can just like walk down and have dinner like Ugh, right there. I, I know. I, I miss that I a lot too. Ugh, well, I'll I eat some good I love food that for little you. head. I know. Um, you know, kudos to all of you who have moved to Echo Park because now I am priced out of it. I know. Heather, I totally encourage we were, people we, to move there. We were lucky. You were very lucky. Um, it's a short unless, stint, but unless you unless you've unless you've got a plug, uh, it is pretty expensive these days. I know. But anyway, anyway, um, so back to back to my neighborhood, Heather, which is <laughs> colorful to say the least. Um, mm. you know, I've I've talked about uh, the variety of neighbors that, um, you know, many of them I actually really like, we don't really, somebody asked me the other day, like, Oh, do you, you like hang out with your neighbors? And I was like, like, a like for dinner? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, and it's not because like, I don't think they're worthy of it, you know? And I think that they would say the same about me, but we kind of just kind of look out for each other sure but we're not really You're neighborly hanging yeah also my property is almost always you know airbnb stuff so it's like mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to really invite anybody over anyway unless they were like in my small apartment and that would be a little much mm -hmm. but but um but for the most part you know because i've got otis the dog and you know we're walking around here all the time um i i kind of know who everybody is um, and you, you know, you see somebody enough times and they finally, even if they're not like super nice to you at the beginning, they kind of sort of go like, oh, Hey Sarah. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Happy Saturday. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so, and there's this market, Sam's market, um, you know, which I love very much, but you know, a bodega, uh, for the most part. And it's down on the corner. It's the only place that is really within walking distance. If you need like 
coffee or in my case, Triscuits or uh, maybe Cheez-Its <laughs> yeah, or some Cheez cotton balls or, you know, just like <laughs> weird stuff. It's like they've got it all, but it's not really a grocery store. Like you're yeah. not going to, you can't live out of Sam's Market. Um, mm -hmm. Well, you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> anyway, there are many people who come and go from Sam's Market, especially this time of year, because this is high season. It's the Russian River, mm -hmm. which is, you know, near where I live. And, you know, people come here, well, they either live here and they're having fun anyway, or they come here to like party, you know, and like, you know, get canoes and like hang out in the river. And so they're going to Sam's Market to like load up on beer and, you know, whatever. So, you know, there's a little bit more riffraff than usual and I'm used to it and I don't care. You know, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I've got Otis with me, which always helps, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if I feel like anybody's going to F with me, they're not going to once they see mm -hmm. him. So the other day, um, and by the way, I have since talked to this person and gotten his permission to tell the story on the show because I didn't want to like blow up his spot, even though I'm not telling his name or anything, but just so you know. So I saw this, this guy, it was a man, and he's kind of sitting, it's like there's this like dispensary that never opened, it's just mm -hmm. like a weird, who even knows what it is, next to the market. And this guy is sitting on the, you know, the front steps and he has two cats on each shoulder, two cats, felines. Oh. Yeah. And they're tethered to him. I can see that they are, but they're also just like chilling, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, that's, that's right on, sorry if you hear the uh, yeah, ambulances. Wow. Yeah. I guess, you know, the neighborhood's heating up, Heather, but, um. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's he's sort of sitting there and where this market is, it's kind of, the road is like, you know, it's it's a highway. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't even like Otis being on, you know, the side of that road, you know, for very mm -hmm. long, much less a cat. And, you know, so I saw him. And of course, Otis is very good with Ralphie, the cat who he lives with. And he was good with Lucy and Sam, the cats who he lived with previously. But like when he sees cats out in the wild, you never know. You know, mm -hmm. so I was like, "Ooh, let me let me stay away. And the guy was like, no, no, my cats are really nice. Would your dog like to meet my cats? They're very well behaved. And I was what? like, I don't know. <laughs> this is a good idea. Like and I was kind of like running in to like buy some sparkling water or, you know, whatever I was doing. And and he I was like, wow, I haven't I haven't seen you around here. And he was like, yes, we live outside. And I was like, OK, all right. I got it. I got it. Um, you know, you guys, do you need some cat food? Like, could I get you some cat food? Like, you know, no, I don't need help. We're, we're fine. I said, okay, cool. That was weird. You know, so that was the first interaction. Second interaction, I kind of saw him again. I'm like, okay, this guy's kind of hanging around, but he's nice. He's nice to me. And he like found out my name because somebody in the store told him my name, which was a whole thing, but it doesn't matter. And eventually, uh, was it last night or the night before? I don't remember. He's been kind of hanging around apparently a little too much to the point where the owners said, hey, you can't hang with your cats outside the store anymore. You know, where I was like, oh, well, I mean, I don't really know where they were before. I've lived mm -hmm. here for almost three years and I just saw you like two weeks ago, not even, mm -hmm. but like, hmm. I still like poor kitties, you know, where are they going to go? I don't know. I don't know. So the other night he wasn't around. I go inside and, uh, the owner of the store, this is like not even that late, like maybe like 7 PM or something. Well, maybe eight. Cause it was kind of, it was kind of dark outside. And he's like, he runs out after somebody like onto the street, like, Hey, come back. Rah! You know, where I'm like, what is happening? Oh, my God. Like, what is happening? He's, oh, somebody stole wine out of the shop. Or I was like, oh, mm. God. Yeah, like, d don't chase him, you know. <laughs> just, wow. just, you know, just call it, like, you know, $15 lost or whatever, you know. It was just sort of, you know, one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so I come back inside the store, and, you know, the owner's very upset. And, you know, he's been out of shape. And And all of a sudden, guess who comes in? With a bottle of wine, Catman. Cat wow. Catman saw the whole thing, mm. and according to him, chased the guy down on his skateboard, 
and like wrestled the wine away and brought it back to us. Now you might say on his shoulders. No, well the cat the cats have their little carriers, so they're outside sometimes. You might say maybe this was a hustle between the two guys, but like, (laughs) but like what? But like, what do you get out of it? Yeah, you got nothing out of it. Wine, like all you like somebody stole wine and then you brought it back. Like you didn't get a reward. So I don't know. Do you I'm think telling it was a you, Heather? What's that? I, I mean, no. Yeah. I think Catman is a little on his own island to be in a mm-hmm. hustle with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You might. It's also keep- been like high nineties here for like a good amount of like it's been a hot summer here and i think everyone is a little crazy like yeah a little bit on edge we've all gone a little crazy we might be a little (laughs) fried so anyway that was my night well that's exciting i'm i'm glad to know that in the the quiet and peaceful little neighborhood uh where you live sarah that there's still some excitement around the oh there's some excitement tell you what (laughs) tell you what yeah well i um yeah i just Oh man, you know, you know, I'm the list gal. I'm like total list gal, totally obsessed. Meaning you make lists. I make lists. I I am an obsessive note taker. I I just like that. I have all kinds of notes that have different titles that are, you know, if I, let's say I came up with a cool scene for a potential screenplay, like I will write that down in my potential screenplay note or whatever it's called. It's probably not called that. But um, I have it all categorized. It's not like that organized. I just kind of jot things down. And sometimes I do worry. It's I'm smart. Like, yeah, it is. Because like I told you before, the first little movie I did way back when, I had a paper version of these notes. I had like a little notepad that I would write down little scenes and blurbs and characters and just things that I that came up in my head that I wanted to note. And um, I used a lot of that stuff for that movie actually we won the audience award and and i felt like it was it was put to good use so um it's just something i've been doing my whole life and now i do it digitally i do worry sometimes you know being as nebulous as the cloud is we don't really know you know i don't know how safe my stuff is up there but um i do worry sometimes i'm like man like i would be pretty devastating if i lost any of my lists i'd be like i'd be like this like sad sack of emptiness i'm like Aww. i don't know who i am my list no i'm just kidding um but uh you know those <laughs> things that your mom says or a friend or something like you read that um you know i don't know like something that could maybe be a mantra or those lines of wisdom that kind of resonate when you read an article and you often forget when you you, you forget those lines when you need them most kind of thing and so lately I've been kind of dropping lines of, you know, those types of things into a list. And I call it my helpful blurbs list. And I, it's been really cool. And so I pin it, you know, I pin it up, up at the top so that, you know, I pin like the stuff that I need to look at all the time, like my to-do list, my have such a good day ideas, my, you know, business to-dos, my um you know my work lists for my people that work for me my renovation list you know stuff that's actually happening all the time right now um you know i have those all pinned you know because the thing is if they don't get pinned they're gonna fall into oblivion at the bottom and i'm not even gonna know that i ever wrote them and that's part of the problem is that's true. trying to yeah. figure out how i to have a lot of lists like pin that it in your brain a, yeah yeah and and on you really, days where you really you you have to you know there is a um a pecking order or else you're yes. gonna be like oh yeah whoops i was supposed to do that like four months ago exactly and sometimes when i when i have idle time which isn't very often these days but i remember a couple times where i would it's kind of fun to look way back like start at the bottom like scroll all the way down and like some of them don't have titles and it's just like a random line that's like hilarious i'm like where did that come it's like it's funny but I don't know what it, that, there's no context, that kind of thing. So um, I was talking to a good friend the other day. He was also a patron. And I'm not going to blow up her spot. Um, but uh, I, yeah, we were kind of chatting about a variety of things. We were kind of, you know, we get into some philosophical conversations about life and, 
and mm-hmm. and whatnot and um and you know sh- she'll know who she is when she's listening um you know who you are um and uh and i um you know like i've said on the show before i tend to put you know a little bit of pressure on myself to at some point in my life even though i think i've done some neat things thus far but i'm like ooh, i want to do something extraordinary like I want to write that screenplay or like it's just some creative endeavor that I finish and I'm really proud of it. I don't need to like win an Oscar. I just want to do something that and and it and then it turns into this thing where it's like it's not that I want a legacy, but it's something that I just want for my own it, it's hard to explain. So I was talking to her about it and she said some neat things about it because I was I, I sort of got into the conversation about legacy, which I didn't actually mean that I, oh, I'm so desperate to have a legacy kind of thing. You know, and I kind of I kind of thought, well, I just I just want to like enjoy my life. Can't I just enjoy my life? Can't that be my legacy? Because, you know, I'm not caught up so much anymore in, you know, posting all my good times on Instagram. Like occasionally I'll post something. I don't post like I used to. I don't need to share everything. I'm having interesting things happen all the time every day, but no one really knows about it. You know, it's like one of those things that, yeah, maybe you talk to a friend and they don't know all the details. I mean, maybe you do, Sarah, because we talk a lot, but uh, sure. But yeah, so she she said something cool. Um, She said, it's not our job as humans to colonize space time which I thought was very clever. We just get to be here and live our lives. She definitely endorsed that I can just kind of enjoy my life and that can just be, there's no pressure, right? And goes on to say she supports doing great things, but not doing it for the purpose of making some kind of mark on the world. And then she said, it's kind of like humans lifting their leg to pee on a tree of history, which I thought was very funny. Um, And so I just wanted to mention that that little blurb made it into my helpful blurbs list. And so thank you for that. I will continue to remind myself that there's no pressure to leave a mark, to just enjoy the time that you have on this earth and stay beautiful, really. I think um, uh, I, this resonates with me a lot because I struggle with, especially, you know, getting to a point where it's like, okay, well, I have a certain career trajectory mm-hmm. but you know I, mm-hmm. I i had the same one for a while some twists and turns but it really has never changed and um you know there's a lot of well i mean in the tech space specifically you know there's a lot of you know you just gotta grind you gotta build mm-hmm. you know you gotta you know make your mark you know totally. what's your legacy what are you going to, you know, what are you going to show people that you did? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is very valid. And at the same time, I'm like, I also think that I deserve to read a book for seven hours. Yeah. In and a row. And not tell anyone. And just and enjoy not it. care. Yeah. Because it's awesome. And like, like, you might say I'm not getting anything from that, but I think I'm getting a lot from that. Absolutely. It's decompression, vocabulary, yeah. all, you know, I mean, like, the list could go on. And I've had, I don't know if I've had, like, arguments with people about this in the past, but knowing a lot of people who have been extremely successful, you know, who will say, well, you just got to grind, you know? You just got to, mm. you know, rise and grind. And I'm like, Mm-mm. rise and grind a about what like I'm just trying to li- like I don't think we are all meant to you know be the next Gandhi here <laughs> you know it's like I I sometimes think like just being a nice person and you know contributing to the world in whatever way that you can that is you know that makes sense to you mm-hmm. is okay also yeah and you'll be remembered in your crew in your your little unit of sure. course and, and the thing is what does it even matter you're going to be like dust uh, dust in the wind i mean does it really matter in the end i don't know i mean i mean i think a lot of people do feel there is a i don't know you know Politics is a great example, like an obvious example of, you know, someone who's like, I am driven and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it, you know, whatever the cost. And I'm like, 
you know, better you than me. Yeah. Because I don't feel that way. No. I am driven about lots of things. Mm -hmm. I'm also okay with being okay with that and the world doesn't have to know about it yep. and doesn't necessarily have to change because I'm just one little lady. <laughs> you are. You're one little, little just lady. A little, just a little pocket lady. You know, <laughs> I'm small but mighty. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people, especially when you get to a certain age, um, we grapple with this. Yeah, this whole, we do, you know, for like, sure. Like what, you know, like, am I trying hard enough? Yeah. Do people think I'm just like leaning back and not caring? And yeah. there is not a good answer for this. Mm -mm. It is no. really personal. And a lot of people just aren't going to like, I don't know, change the world. Mm -mm. But maybe they can for themselves. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like sometimes when you, it's like you, some of these blurbs that I keep, I know myself, like I've thought about, it's not that, oh, wow, such an epiphany. I never thought of it that way. I do. But when you hear it from someone else and they sort mm -hmm. of cement it, that's when it does affect me because it's something that, yeah, you just get this sort of assurance by someone that you respect and who has a good mind and, and, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I've always put a lot of pressure on myself, but yeah, I mean, what if I just wanted to start um, throwing ceramics again and like making mugs? Like what, what if I did that? Like, is that a, is that a decent enough mark on the world? Like did some creative art? Well, and, and so you like, again, a person who's like entrepreneurial would be like, well, how many can we sell? Yeah. And maybe you're like, well, I don't know. I just want to do that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think both are perfectly fine, you know, um, you know, answers or uh, jumping off points to the same questions. Like not everybody is going to do things the same way. No. And that's okay. And coming, I think accepting that is will bring you peace. And I think that over time I will accept that. I, you know, this is a big philosophical conversation that I find fascinating. Um, and y'all out there, if you have something to add about this, please email us at hi at have such a good day.com or jump into discord, uh, better yet. And, uh, we'll have a conversation. Um, but yeah, I think it is something that we could continue to unpack as the yeah. episodes go on. So yeah, let's, uh, let's keep the conversation going. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, I think the, uh, the clock is ticking, Sarah clock is ticking yeah so real quick just to, to just to remind everybody if you're already a patron you know this if you are not you're listening to the show uh, there is an ad free version of the show patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find out more about how to directly support us we would so appreciate it if you could heather mentioned discord uh the discorders um if you can part with five dollars a month or more um, uh, at the Patreon level, you can jump into our Discord. Uh, it's a really great crew in there. Shout out to the Discorders. Woo, 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 woo. And, um, you know, we're hoping to get new patrons next week. We know it's kind of a summer slump. Everybody's hot. <laughs> or depending, depending on where you are in the world, you might actually be cold right now. But, uh, but we do want to hear from you. Hi at HaveSuchAGoodDay.com. In the meantime, we... Are uh, gonna wrap up episode 160, 161. Heather, you know what that is? Oh yeah, Ooh, this yeah. Looks exciting, Sarah. It's it's a palindrome episode. Can't miss that noise. <laughs> and um, until then, I will remain Sarah, and I will be Heather forever. Have such a good day. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.